We now have the updated contract information for new head football coach Kurt Signetti for the Indiana Hoosiers, but is it a good one? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in. It is the Locked on Hoosiers podcast. I'm your man, Jacob Goins. Thank you so much for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen each and every day. We're a part of the Locked on Podcast Network, which is your team every day. My everydayers, you are showing up, you are showing out, and the people at, the people at back at home base, they're noticing what's going on over here on Locked on Hoosiers. So thank you so much for making this your first listen each and every day. If you're on YouTube, be sure you like the video, subscribe to the channel. We continue to grow. So thank you so much for that. We're now making the push to two thousand subscribers so thank you so much for that if you're on any of your audio platforms reminder we are free and available wherever you get your podcast so thank you so much if you are on there as well today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel make every moment more right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet that's $150 if your team wins visit FanDuel.com slash locked on well, earlier yesterday, I guess later in the evening, afternoon yesterday, uh, we got Kurt Signetti's contract information, new head football coach for the Indiana Hoosiers. And I'm asking the question, is it a good contract? Are we happy with the details and really the numbers that are coming out of this new contract? And so let's break it down a little bit. Okay, this was released yesterday. All the outlets uh, here in Bloomington were talking about it. Kurt Signetti's contract information is a six-year contract through the end of the 2029 season. His annual base salary is $500,000 plus annual outside marketing and promotional income, the OMPs. In year one, Kurt Signetti's full compensation is $4 million. And years two through six, uh, it says Signetti's compensation increases by $100,000 each year with additional incentives and bonuses available for meeting certain goals and milestones. Let's talk about that for a second before we start talking about the, the termination and all that, if he leaves and all that type of stuff. We don't want that to happen, but that has to be built into the contract, right? We'll talk about that in a second. Overall, I think Indiana did fine here. I, I really do. I think Indiana did pretty good with the money here. I mean, he's going to make $4 million in year one, and then his compensation goes up by $100,000 each year with some of those in-season incentives. And some of those include a $250,000 retention bonus for every year that he's there. So he makes more. If they keep him around, Indiana will pay him more money as long as he is not fired. $150,000 bonus for every six-win season or better, which Indiana coming off a three-win season, that's a pretty good incentive to put in there. Other programs can put in higher win incentives, but until Indiana gets back to being a, a competitive football program, six wins is fine with me. I think that needs to be the early standard 
especially with the new age of college football, what we know the Big Ten is going to become. So I like the six-win incentive, $150,000 every time he does that. $250,000 bonus for a top six finish in the Big Ten, which unfortunately is becoming more difficult with uh, the addition of UCLA and USC and really Oregon and Washington and whoever else decides to come to this conference. I mean, it's going to be a 20-bid league, a 20-team league before long, and they may just let it grow and just keep going off the rails. I'm not sure. So again, $150,000 bonus for every six-win season or better. $250,000 for a top six finish in the Big Ten. We talked about that. $200,000 potential bonus for each bowl appearance. So with a six-win season comes a bowl game. So that's nice. I don't know what the future of bowl games is going to be. I don't think they're going anywhere. I wish they would. I think they're kind of pointless, but they're not going to get rid of them because they make money somehow, some way people are watching those. Um, but if you get those six wins, you're more than likely going to a bowl game, right? So there's some nice bonus money for him, plus $50,000 for each bowl win. So you can make $250,000 if you make and win your bowl game. And really, the other $150,000 to get the win or get the wins, the enough wins, the amount of wins, there we go, the amount of wins to get to that bowl game. So all in all, you can make $400,000 for getting to a bowl game and winning it on top of your salary if you're Kurt Signetti. That's not too bad. And also a $50,000 bonus if he's named the Big Ten Coach of the Year by the conference coaches or the media voting panel. I like it. I like that. I mean, each contract and coaching has these incentives, right? They have all of these. And as I mentioned, other teams, bigger teams, bigger programs, more successful programs right now can put higher incentives in there. But I think everything that was just listed is kind of the, that's kind of the, the like, that's the the point you're trying to get to, right? That's the goal right now is for Indiana football to get back to being competitive, start beating the teams you're supposed to beat, right? Crawl out of the cellar of the Big Ten, and let's go beat some teams. Let's go be competitive against the top dogs. You're not going to beat them every time right now, but I think it's it's there should be no hesitancy to ask for six-win seasons and go into bowl games and then trying to get better from there. I think that's a great starting point. So there's great money to be made for Kurt Signetti in this contract where it will grow as time goes on. Now, we can talk about what happens if he is fired, right? Or if he leaves. All right, here's what that has to say. If he is fired without cause before his contract, his six-year contract runs out, um, it will go as follows. His compensation, so if Indiana has to buy him out, which seems to be just a such a popular thing in college football nowadays. I don't get it. And that's one thing I'll say here. Indiana hasn't guaranteed $75 million, Texas A&M. They haven't guaranteed $50 million. School X, school Y that keep doing this. Indiana kind of got a good deal here on an up-and-coming good coach that he's middle-aged, but he hasn't had this type of job yet. So here are the numbers here. If he's fired, right, on or before November 30th of 2024. So this is going to go by the years, okay? So just count the years on a six-year contract. This is how it goes. $20 million would be his buyout after year one. $17 million 
year two, 14 million year three. So a $3 million decrease each time, $9 million for year four, $6 million for year five, and $3 million in year six. So that is if he is fired. If he resigns, if he leaves, if he quits, if he retires, whatever, he will owe Indiana these amounts. In 2024, so year one would be $8 million that he would owe, $6 million in year two. And it goes down by twos all the way to the final year. The final two years would be a million dollars. So overall, worst case scenario, right? Absolute worst case scenario. Year one is just the biggest dumpster fire that you've ever seen in your entire life. And Indiana decides, you know what, Kurt Signetti, you're just not it, man. We got to get rid of you before November 30th of 2024. The Hoosiers in Indiana would owe him $20 million. That's a lot of money that Indiana doesn't need to be paying a fired coach. I can't stand paying coaches to not work. It's crazy to me. But all things considered, that's not bad. Now, I don't think that's the case. But here's what you don't want to happen. You don't want this to be a two- or three-year guy, and you got to fire him because he's not the right man for the job. I don't think that's the case by any means. But then you're out $17 million or $14 million or possibly $9 million. Your guaranteed money to him is not a ton. A lot of it is built on incentives and the things that come with being a head coach, all of the all the bells and whistles, right, that come with being a head coach. I like the contract. I think Indiana did well here. I think he has a good paycheck, room to grow, and I don't think Indiana's out at just a ton of money here. They could be, but I don't think they are. And they're willing to pay those bonuses and those incentives if he gets that far. That's what they're there for, right? Some people think, oh, they're there because the school doesn't want to pay it. No, that's not true. They just want to pay it after they see results. And I think, especially here in Bloomington, I think that's totally fine. I think that is acceptable. I think it's okay. And overall, I think it's a good contract. And we've seen this staff already and head coach Kurt Signetti. They're out working. They are. They're out working. They're doing their thing. And I hope it continues. It's a tall hill to climb for this team and this program. But the contract is out. I like it. And I think Indiana did a great job hiring Kurt Signetti. And I think they did a good job in paying him as well. Well, coming up here on Locked on Hoosiers, we'll take a look at the latest college football transfer portal tracker, the updates. What is happening in the transfer portal? How does it affect Indiana? How does it affect the Big Ten? And just college football in this crazy world that we live in, in this day and time. We'll take a look at all that coming up. In just a second here on Locked on Hoosiers. Today's episode of Locked on Hoosiers is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. I've told y'all every time we we talk about this, basketball in the NBA, in the NHL. That is where I live on prize pick. And speaking of the basketball season, you can pick combo projections across multiple sports with football and basketball from the specials league, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. Example, you can use LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at a 10 and a half combo of three pointers made and receptions. I do that kind of stuff all the time. I do it with um, three pointers made 
And I'll do it a lot of times with uh, like rushing attempts or even receptions like they talked about with Travis Kelsey. I do that all the time. It, it really is so much fun. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use the code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use that code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. Well, let's take a look at the updated college football transfer portal tracker and It's about the most impossible thing you can ever try to keep up with. I'm glad that I'm not doing this every day as in a fact of my job is to update the transfer portal because it it seems impossible. I don't know how they do it. And um, you can use whatever site that you want. My The one that I use typically is 247, but they're all good. They all do a wonderful job. But it's just crazy. I mean, every time you get on, I try to get on right now a few times a day just to see, right, just to see what's going on, if there's any big news that's not Indiana-related. And especially when it opened, what, early last week on Monday, I mean, it was every five or ten minutes. Every time you'd get on, there'd be 15 or 20 new players. And it's slowed down a little bit, right? It's slowed down, but there's still guys entering. There's still guys putting their name in the portal. And you had guys before it even opened were like, I'm announcing my intentions, to enter the transfer portal. What the heck is that? What is that? And hold the phone. Did you see what the judge ruled yesterday about the NCAA in the transfer portal rules? They're trying to make it where athletes now in college can transfer as many times as they want to. There's no punishment. There's no sit-out period. There's none of that. If you want to transfer 10 times and you're in your four-year window, go for it. That's what they're saying right now. That's what the NCAA and the judge voted on yesterday. How crazy is that? If this guy decides he wants to leave in week three, they're saying there's no period where he has to sit out or he or she has to sit out. They're trying to make it to where you can transfer in week three of the season of college football and be eligible in week five if you go somewhere. How ridiculous is that? Can we talk about that? How insane is that? I don't know how far they're going to go and how deep this is going to get, but you can't control it. And the NCAA just proves themselves, proves to us time and time again that they have no idea what they're doing and they can't control college athletics, which is why I talk about this quite a bit with with friends and family and, and, and on social media. The NCAA will be... I'm not going to say non-existent because they still have to be around for smaller programs and smaller schools, but these power five, six, seven conferences in in college athletics, they're going to leave the NCAA because they don't help them anymore. They hurt them. These schools and programs and athletic departments are being negatively affected and negatively impacted by the NCAA. They're not helpful anymore. They're a waste. They're there for no good to these big programs. And so I think eventually they're all just going to leave and tell the NCAA to, to you know what. And, and I can't wait. I really can't wait. But got on a little rant there. Want to give you some of the biggest updates from the transfer portal. Guys coming in and out of the Big Ten, in and out of Indiana. We've talked a lot about 
what the transfer portal tracker for the Hoosiers looks like, but guys that could impact the Big Ten. Dante Moore, the quarterback from UCLA, who is transferring away from UCLA. So many big names. Uh, Notre Dame has picked up Riley Leonard. We know Notre Dame likes to play uh, some ACC and uh, some Big Ten schools. So that was a big one. Um, Syracuse has picked up a couple of big name guys as well. You have Dylan Gabriel. How about that one? Dylan Gabriel going to Oregon from Oklahoma. That's a big time commitment for the Ducks, losing Bo Nix and now going there. How about this one, too, in the Big Ten? This is a developing story as of late yesterday afternoon and evening. Kyle McCord, the Ohio State quarterback, who I thought was average. I didn't think he was all that. I think you saw that in the Michigan game when Ohio State played them. And I think they wasted Marvin Harrison Jr., but that's a story for a different time. He was supposed to be going to Nebraska. He said he was going to go to the Cornhuskers. But with the news that Dylan Rayola, who is one of the best players in the country, a top-rated quarterback from the state of Georgia, he got a crystal ball saying he's going to go play for Matt Rule in Nebraska. Kyle McCord backed off his Nebraska commitment. How about that? How about that? And it seems to be that Kyle McCord is still Big Ten bound. Everybody seems to think he's going to stay in the Big Ten. Would Indiana take him? Would you want Kyle McCord? Indiana fans, would you take Kyle McCord as your quarterback right now? I think that's an interesting question. And what a crazy story that is and crazy developments as that continues to go. Indiana's highest-rated guy that's in the portal, uh, Donovan McCauley, the receiver who entered uh, very early uh, in the transfer portal. But just so many big names, man. So many big names. And you had Wisconsin pick up Van Dyke, the quarterback who's been everywhere, it seems like. Just so many, so many uh, moving parts in the transfer portal. And Indiana's trying to pick up guys here and there. They'd like to find a quarterback in there. They'd like to find some offensive playmakers in there, and they'd like to get a little bit more depth on the defensive side of the football. So we'll see what Indiana does. I wanted to kind of give you some updates on some wild stories going on in that transfer portal tracker right now because, hey, by the time you watch this or listen to this or share it with somebody, guess what? Somebody else is already in the portal. That's just how it goes. Uh, the timing of everything, I I've talked about that. The timing of everything is just so bad. So that's what's going on in the transfer portal for college football right now. Early signing day coming up next Wednesday. That's right, the early signing day where 90% of the players sign in high school to go play college football. That's going to be a big day around Indiana, around the Big Ten, and around college football. So we'll have episodes and stuff going up about that as well here on Locked on Hoosiers. Well, when we come back, coming up here on the show, we will talk about what head coach Mike Woodson said about Liam McNeely, the lone 2024 high school commit for Indiana. He believes he's going to make this Indiana program a better shooting team. And guess what? I agree with him. He had some comments about that on Monday, and we'll talk about that coming up in just a second on Locked on Hoosiers. But before we do, want to remind you that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, uh, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league, NBA, NHL, uh, you name it, they've got it 
on Locked On Sports Today. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. When you subscribe to them, be sure you subscribe to us as well here on Locked On Hoosiers. Uh, They would greatly appreciate it, and so would we. So be sure uh, that you go and you do that. Today's episode of the show is brought to you by FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot, on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150. Yep, that's $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Doesn't matter. If you want to bet on Indiana basketball this weekend to take down Kansas, do it. Five bucks gets you $150 when you sign up with FanDuel. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to kick off and continue the NFL season. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Well, Mike Woodson, we talked about a lot of his comments on the radio show from Monday about the games in particular, the Michigan game, uh, the Auburn game, and he'll have comments later in the week about, and really in this late part of the week, about um, the Kansas game. But he had some great things to say about uh, Liam McNeely, who is the... 2024 five-star commit who is not just committed, he signed, sealed, and delivered, which is a big piece here, big, big piece uh, of the puzzle there. And Mike Woodson had some things to say about him and how he can improve Indiana's shooting uh, when he gets to Bloomington next year. He said, quote, he can really shoot the basketball. We don't really have that right now. And, you know, (laughs) I don't love the comment to um, degrade your team right now, but is he wrong? Is he wrong? Nobody on this team can shoot consistently. I mean, I think McKenzie Mbaco is probably your best shooter right now, which is not a good thing, right? Nobody in the starting lineup outside of him is making shots because your starting lineup right now is Gabe Cups, who seems to be timid and a little scared to shoot the ball. Trey Galloway, we know he hasn't found his shot yet this season. You have Malik Renew. Khalil Ware, they're not going to shoot threes. Ware will. He doesn't make them at a high percentage, but he'll take them. And then McKenzie Mbaco, who I think has the best-looking shot out of all of them on on the starting five. And and nobody really on the bench has done a whole lot behind the arc either. So is Mike Woodson wrong in his comment? Eh, No, not really. I don't know if I would have said it quite like that. But again, truth hurts. How about that? Truth hurts. He also had to say that Liam McNeely is a winner. He said he does all the necessary things on and off the floor, which you like. But I just like the fact that he competes. Uh, He likes to compete. He can shoot the ball. He can pass the ball. He handles the ball. Uh, There's a lot of good quality things that he does on the floor, and we're fortunate enough to get him. Uh, He announced his commitment on uh, like mid-October, right? Mid-October, signed his letter of intent, and he's the number 13th ranked commit in the country. This guy can play. Just go watch him. Go watch his film. The guy's got it going on, and his shooting stroke is pure. It's off the dribble, off the pass, off the bounce. Uh, He can create his own shot, but he also comes off of screens really hard, and, man, his trigger's just so fast, and and that's what you want to see. Here's the question that I have, though, and this is something that we'll ponder uh, until he gets here and even into the season next year. 
is Indiana going to run an offense to get him the basketball? Is Indiana going to run an offense for him to shoot the ball? I don't know. I don't know because Trey Galloway is supposed to be our three-point shooter, and it just doesn't seem like he has a lot of open shots outside or Xavier Johnson when he's healthy. Sometimes we run plays for McKenzie and Baco, and he hasn't shown any hesitation to shoot the ball. But when you get a guy like McNeely, who Mike Woodson is already talking about as a legitimate shooter, you have to run the offense. I wouldn't say necessarily through him, but he has to be a factor there. He has to be a guy that gets the ball, and when he does, he shoots it, and when he shoots it, he knocks it down, okay? And so if you have big guys down low, sure, use those guys too, but play a little inside-outside game. Why do you have to be one or the other? It seems like Indiana has limited themselves this year to that because there isn't that knockdown three-point shooter and you are so good on the inside. But if you have a guy like Liam McNeely who comes in next season, he has to be one of your focal points on the offense. I mean, in as a junior in high school, he's six foot eight. Remember that. He shot 45% from the three-point line. Are you joking? Are you serious? Can he do that in, in college basketball? I don't know. Can he do that in the Big Ten Power Six college basketball? Reminder, I say Power Six because I count the Big East in basketball as well. Can he do that? I don't know. We're going to find out. But I think it comes down to more of, like I mentioned, is Indiana and this coaching staff, are they going to run the proper offense for him to do that can he be successful with the guys around him and at the end of the day got to make your shots man indiana's excited for him i think you're excited for him i'm excited for him but that is next season but i did i thought that was interesting that even here early on this year mike woodson's still talking about it getting questions about it and is excited about a five-star big time guy that's going to step on campus next year for indiana basketball and head coach Mike Woodson and Liam McNeely. Well, that'll do it for today's episode of Locked on Hoosiers. I appreciate you making this your first listen each and every day, as I mentioned. And as I always say, if you're on YouTube, please like the video, subscribe to the channel. We're on the trek to 2,000 subscribers. We already crossed our 1,500 number before the end of the year, so we are trekking on to 2,000. So I would love for you to be a part of that as we continue to grow here on the podcast. It's growing like crazy. There, People are loving it. I'm loving it. And I hope that you are as well. Also, if you're on YouTube, go to Locked On Sports today and drop them a subscription as well. They would greatly appreciate it. And tomorrow's episode, a full Kansas preview. That's right. A full episode previewing the Indiana and Kansas game that's happening on Saturday here in Bloomington at Assembly Hall. So that's what's coming up on the show tomorrow. I look forward to breaking it down to you or for you. Um, and I, I hope that you're looking forward to listening to that. And then the game on Saturday, man, we'll see how it goes. I think people are starting to move on from the weekend before and focus on the weekend coming up. And that's what we'll do on the show tomorrow. So looking forward to that. But as always, Hoosier fans, until next time, stay safe. And I will talk to you later.